right, hello there, and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today, we've got Netflix's 104th one. It's the 2018 comedy, The After Party. It's directed by Ian Eldman. It stars Kyle Harvey, Harrison Holzer, Shelley Henning, and Tiana Taylor. I am Jesse, and with me, I have MJ. How you doing? I'm good, Jesse. How are you this morning? Yes, we are, it's just morning record. We usually do afternoon record. So this is, um, this is different. Usually I, I try and have a, some kind of um, flavor, some beverage, um, but it's a little bit early to, yeah. to do that. So on the waters this morning, which is nice. I was going to mention, I was think, do I, do I call Jesse out for not having a beer at 940? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done a morning one for a very long time. No, it's, we, in the early days, we used to do quite a few in the morning. Um, yeah. So we, I might be a bit rough. Um, yeah, still still waking up a bit and um, trying to work out what's going on in the day. Haven't seen the daylight yet, so um, yeah, it's it's weird. All right, well, yeah, we um we have an, we have another film for you guys, and this is a this is a, a goody little one, I guess, the after party. So we start our show with our fast flicks, where we do a little summary of the film. So MJ, fill us in on um, your fast flicks for this one. So after party is about a high school rapper who has one night to try and get a record label before he ships off to the Marines in the morning. Yeah, you, you put that. I, I, str- I really struggled with this one because I was like, "What do you say about this?" Um, yeah, but yeah. I I think yeah, the similar sort of line. I've just said it's an up and coming rapper who must rethink his and his friends' dream jobs when a vomiting video goes viral. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I, don't I think know. ours work well together, actually. Yeah, put them together, and we've got most of the film done. So don't bother about watching this one. Um, we can just. Uh, <laughs> Now, if you, if you did want to watch this one, give us a pause and um, come back later on because we will head into some spoiler territory very, very soon. And uh, this is where MJ is going to fill us in on how this one was made and how this one was put together. From, from what I can gather, this one was, and it's not saying it was a pretty straightforward process. It just means the information about it online is, is, <laughs> is, is run of the mill. So basically Netflix were involved in this one from the very start, which I always like. I like it when Netflix has their own productions that they're not buying off a film that Actually, I shouldn't say that. I love it when they buy things from film festivals and they buy things of other studios who are having trouble with distribution. But this is something Netflix had from the very start. Um, Ian Edelman wrote the script and then Netflix eventually him to direct uh, direct the screenplay that he wrote. Uh, they made that announcement in September 2017. Basically got everything rolling then. So that same month was when principal photography began. Uh, yep. They filmed for about six six weeks in New York. Uh, they did use the, the Meadows Music and Arts Festival and the Gramercy Theatre as locations, as become pretty obvious when you watch the film. And then it was released on Netflix on the 24th of August in 2018. So that whole, that's, you know, less than 12 months, that whole period of uh, getting everything signed off, making a film, editing a film and releasing a film. Yeah, I think you, you've put that all together very nicely. The uh, only other little bits, it had a working title project. Oh, sorry, the working title of it was the untitled world star hip hop project. So I think that the, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the sort of talent behind this, and obviously there's a lot of cameos in this of a lot of um, well-known rappers and live nation were on board as some sort of partner. So um, obviously, yeah, there are, there are a lot of uh, people behind it that had an idea about what they wanted from it. And then it was just a, a matter of, um, yeah, working on that plot and um, getting some talent on board that aren't, um, you know, just cameos, I guess the, um, the yeah. tagline for this one was um, doors open for those who push, which I thought was an interesting little tagline. Um, yeah. It's it sort of, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird, weird little situation with this film where one of the main characters, we talk about this in the character, I guess, but um, very, very mm. pushy. And 
I'm not not necessarily. I, I like. I don't think I like that tagline. Um, yeah, it's funny because it's more like the, the tagline historically would be something like "Don't give up on your dreams," and and, and this Perfect, is all yeah. more about the the idea that he wasn't giving up on the dream, but he was also not taking no for an answer. Which again, it, it's an admirable trait. Mm. Um, last last other thing that I've got is my um, my now famous translations. Oh yes. um, into into other languages now. It wasn't a lot of variation um, in this one at all. So in Greek, it was the party continues. So along the, the similar sort of sort of lines as the mm-hmm. after party, the only other one that, and I, I have no idea how, how this, this um, translates, but in Vietnamese, the, the title of this film was called Increase 2. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a sequel to Increase? <laughs> Yes. So, um, so that, that if anyone um, okay. speaks Vietnamese and um, wants to fill us in on that one, that's that, that one confused me. Cause I was like, who are we increasing and by what, but uh... oh, look in fairness, there's, there's every time you do look at these is there's definitely a cultural barrier in, in some of the yeah. titles that doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. to us. So yeah, the after party is not a particularly exciting title. Um, and I don't think it really resonates with the film as much as like when 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 i found out that we were doing a film called the after party i just assume it would be like a project x type film um yeah i think it loses its sense of like the rap and the music industry by by having that title but it's not a bad title it just doesn't really stick with the film that much good point yeah good point all right um consensus time i think we're ready to to see what this one was saying so what have you got for some consensus for us um it's it's not that bad like so imdb is a 5.8 out of 10 about three and a half thousand ratings there um letterbox is a 2.6 out of five off nearly 1800 ratings so it's definitely not a, a terribly popular film but it's not a not a hated film by any sense of the imagination i think it definitely it's got a it's got a key target audience that would that would really like it and if you're out of that you might have some issues with it. Yeah. Google users, 94% liked this, which was, which is a little bit higher than we've had lately. Rotten Tomatoes. Now this, this one is, um, this is such a stark contrast that, uh, I don't think we've had one this, this differing in a long time. So the audience, the audience had this at 88%, um, on nearly 400, um, 400 reviews. Rotten not Tomatoes. Bad. Yeah, not bad. Rotten Tomatoes uh, for the critics, it sits at 0%. <laughs> it sits at dead bang on zero. Only on five reviews, no consensus, but um, that, that is a huge difference. <laughs> a huge difference. I suppose that just supports what I was saying about that it's got a really, it's got a really specific order. If you are into the, the rap industry, if you are into hip hop industry, if you're into, into the music industry in general, I think there's things in this film that will appeal to you. And without that love or even knowledge, it, it you know it struggles to hit the mark. So I can imagine the five critics who reviewed this on Rotten Tomatoes, and it sucks that we're talking about five people, right? Like this is five <laughs> yeah. people's opinion. So, but <laughs> the five people on Rotten Tomatoes are like, well, this film's not for me. It sucks. So I I, I can't get that. But eighty-eight percent is huge, and four hundred ratings isn't isn't a small sample size. And but and at the same time, like I looked at a couple of those five reviews, and you got to remember, two out of five, two two and a half out of five gives it a rotten, which. Yeah. You know, if, if everyone gives it two and a half, two and a half is not that horrible a score, but that proves, no. that, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes, that's rotten. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, early thoughts time. I think we're ready to, to jump into what we're thinking about this one. So what are your early thoughts on this film? Um, I kind of alluded to it because it, 
it's just not really my scene. Um, it just, it never left a mark on me. And I don't think there was ever a point where I got into this film. Um, I had a lot of issues with, with the main character, Jeff. Um, I guess you could argue that he wasn't the main character, but he was probably in the film more than anyone else. So I just found it, the character to be so overplayed and it never actually felt real. Um, and sometimes that can work when you're coming in for like a scene or two, but because he was in, had so much screen time, I just thought he was a really tough hang for this whole film. Yeah, I completely agree. hundred uh, percent. The, the, the characters and, and how they set them up and, what they did with these characters. Yeah. I think we're going to talk quite a bit about this because like this, this, like, like you said, this, this had the ability for me to like really, really hate it. Um, just, just straight up. And I didn't, but I didn't necessarily like it either. It's one of those really, really, it's one of those tricky ones. Um, it had some okay moments, so it's an okay film. And like, I, yeah, I get this probably isn't really saying much about the film, but I just found this one really, really hard. Like I did with the, the fast flicks. Um, it follows like that, that structure, that you just expect from the film, like down pat. And mm. it didn't really add anything new to this type of film or this type of formula. And I guess that that's, that's where I'm sitting at with this one. It's, it, yeah. it's tricky. Um, but yeah, I think when we talk, we'll segue into that now and talk about the characters, because I think this is where we're going to get a good crux of, um, and I'll, yeah, hit us off with Jeff, because I, I, I think I agree with what you're going to say on him a little bit further. Yeah, well, as I said, like the, the main my main issues with him, I probably already touched on because he was just way too over the top for such a major role. Um, I think if you want to break it down as to him as a person, I actually don't think he was a bad dude. Uh, in fact, I think he was actually a pretty great friend and potentially a little bit misunderstood. But he was just super annoying to hang out with for 90 minutes. Um, and like when you're sitting there watching the movie, there needs to be an enjoyment factor apart, apart from the fact that you go, oh, he's actually not a bad guy. So and that just never really worked for me. Yeah, I, th- I think that they, they tried to make him too um, too cocky and too overconfident, like you sort of mentioned, and having this playoff where he comes from wealth and he has the money and he has the power from his family and then, you know, he wants to look out for his best friend and be his manager and his best friend sort of not as well off. Um uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, and they tried to make him too comical. Like the, he was, like you say, he was too in your face. He was there all the time. If they had brought that back a little bit and not tried to play every line that he had as some kind of, of joke. Um, mm. Yeah. And I, I was trying to think, I was like, why have they, why have they stuck with this character? Like stuck with these traits the whole way through, even though it sort of grinds your gears the whole way through. And the only thing I could sort of think of was, was it some kind of almost play off the fact that, you know, his dad's not there for him. He's worrying about going to Harvard. Um, doesn't you know worry about fitting in? If those are the if the the concerns that we we saw in the last five minutes of the bloody film, like if they'd have done a better job throughout the film, then maybe you would have got that overconfidence in the situations where he was being cocky because you would have got why he's trying to fit in. But they didn't do a good enough job with that at all. But I, I'm thinking that's what they were probably trying to do. Um, it's a really good point because he he actually does have this backstory that's you know, quite important. And, and they really could have played that off nicely. And if that's what they were trying to do mm. by talking about the fact that he didn't have, you know, a father figure in his life and he wasn't, didn't want to go down the path that everyone expected him to go down. I think they did a terrible job <laughs> doing that because they basically made him out like he was this cartoon character that was just, he was a gag a minute. And he was also, you know, a bit sort of clumsy and making mistakes, but still pushing really hard. Like the, the whole father thing and the money thing, was almost just like part of his life as opposed to something he was trying to resolve until, until the end, which was almost yeah. a nice scene with him and his dad 
in a bedroom, but he didn't get a, a vibe that that was really an issue for him for the whole time. So, yeah, a lot yeah. went wrong with Jeff. Good. All right, Owen, fill us in on Owen. Well, he, he's probably the opposite to Jeff in the sense that I think he was just a bit too forgettable and, and blase for someone who's supposed to become this big-time rapper in, obviously, a fictional story. Um, he just felt very two-dimensional. I, I don't think we ever really learnt and understood anything of substance about his character. Everything was just kind of explained to us on the surface level. Like he likes Jeff's sister. His parents wanted to yep. be a Marine. <laughs> he needs to be pushed to be motivated. And we didn't actually see his character explore these as part from just like talking to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I completely agree because yeah, it's literally, obviously he's got this talent, like this ability to rap and, um, and facing this rejection and, you know, having this supportive friend, supportive dad, but like you said, um, he didn't, he didn't give you anything more. You didn't get anything else from him apart from, you know, flirting with his sister. And, but I do think on the other hand, that without this, uh, the performance of this character, this film would have been even worse. Um, I think he, like, like performance wise, he held it together. He held, he held this mm. film together almost. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like the, I mean, I guess he, and this is probably saying a lot about the film. He was probably the most relatable character in this film, and he wasn't even like that a standout a character either. Uh, which yeah, which says a bit about the film more more than anything else, I guess. I mean, that's a really good point because he's he he was relatable because let's be really really honest. There's really only two characters that get enough exploration. One of them, as I said, is basically a cartoon character. This guy is, if you're an actor, and, and I'm certainly not going to pretend like I have any sort of credentials in understanding acting, but I feel like there's no substance to this role. Like, there's just not a lot you can do with this role, I, I, I don't think. So, um, it's it's relatable because it's not over the top and it's not... Yeah. No, un- unexplored in any way. So that's that's probably that's probably fair in that sense. He's just a, a normal the, dude, but there's still he's the complete opposite of of Jeff. That's and, and yeah. Like, well, I hate, I don't really like Jeff, so he's the one that I'm going <laughs> to so, try and relate to a little bit. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only other person that I've got here is Alicia. I just want, thought we'd touch on briefly. Um, yeah. And the reason I put her down is because thinking back on that character, I was like, did we really need her at all? Um, and I thought, I don't know, I just, maybe I thought a little bit too much into this, but I, you could cut this character cause then you'd have more of a focus on these two friends, um, you know, actually bouncing off each other without the need of this love interest in the background. And, um, and it'd give me more confidence in thinking that Owen actually wanted this recording deal because, and this is, this is a concern that I'll probably talk about a little bit later on, but I, I had big concerns with his actual motivations in wanting to do it. And I don't think, and I don't know whether it's because they just didn't do a good enough job of it, but to me, it was like more Jeff's dream than his dream. Um, and that was because Jeff was so over the top, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I like what you say about Alicia. Cause I actually had the, the opposite take, but in a sense that they, they both have the same concern. So my, my issue with her is, you know, what do we even know about her? Like, why, why is she in the film? And you, to your, your point, you're saying, well, why is she in the film? Don't put her in the film. My point is saying she gets enough screen time. Why don't we actually do more with her? Um, mm. And it's the same concern. It's just going down a different route of, of how yeah. you do it. Because all we know is that she's a bit of a flirt and she's a bit of a tease, but she's just part of Jeff and Owen's story as opposed to being this fully fleshed out character. And I think she has that much screen time, but there's so much opportunity to give her something that her character stands for or, or why she wants to do this or why she's misunderstood. Like they just don't even do it, but they give her bloody 
she's on screen for probably 40 minutes of the film. <laughs> like it's true. It's yeah. It, it, it's not well done. And yeah, you could go the other way as well and just cut her out and focus on the, on the friendship or you give her something and mean that there's this other character that we can try and bounce off. So either way they got it wrong. Yeah. They like, like going on with yours, what you're saying, you could give a little background as to why she's always going for these guys that are yep. really douchey. And then why she had this change in heart and heading towards Owen now, like just a little bit of an explanation there would have given us a little bit more on her. Because um, they do yeah. it without telling you why. They just yeah. do it like, hey, guess what? You know what? She's not going to go for the douche. She might even go for Owen. It's like, yeah, but I don't really understand why, yeah. her as to why. I got no, I got no problem with her going for douches. That's what, that's what she does. But I don't know why she does it, and I don't know why she might change. Yeah, good. All right, uh, is that? Have you got any other characters that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, you, you no. could you could argue to talk about Bernard, but I'd just be filling space. Good. All right. Well, um, the director Ian Eldman. Um, Edelman. Edelman. He created the HBO show How to Make It in America. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. I've, writer and director. Yeah. yeah, writer and director. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. I, I've haven't watched that show. I've seen that show like you know around the the, the grounds bit, and but yeah, um, that's about all I could really find on him. Yeah, that and this is his second feature. His second, so he yeah. he he uh, directed a film called Puerto Ricans in Paris in 2015. So um, he's got some credentials. Good. All right. This is uh, where we move into our scenes, some scenes that we start off with ones that we liked and then move into some ones that we didn't like. So MJ, what are some ones that you enjoyed in this one? Well, well when we do talk about these scenes, I'm actually not going to talk about too many because this is one of those movies that there were no scenes that I particularly liked, but there are also no scenes that I particularly disliked. I was just, I was kind of waiting for this film to, to get out of first gear and it never did. So it's, it's not like it was terrible. And I was like, Oh my God, this sucks. It was just like, Oh, when, when am I going to feel something? But I did. And I actually, I think I should mention as well. I have very, very little interest or knowledge of the rap or hip hop industry. And I know that there are a lot of uh, cameos in this film, as you spoke about, I, I have heard of Wiz Khalifa. I, I don't, I didn't know that was him when he was on stage until he was introduced. And apart from that, I didn't know anyone else. So I, I need to preface that. If you're into this stuff, then, then you're going to get more of a kick out of seeing all these guys. To me, they were just you know, extras. So I, I do want to put my hand up and say that. But the only seed that I said that I liked, and I kind of liked it. Only because one. I finished this Only film. one. Oh, no. I finished this film and there was nothing. <laughs> I, I actually went back in my head. I'm like, well, what film did you like the most, MJ? That's, that's kind of... And I kind of liked it when, oh or Owen had, had the balls to rap in the street standing on his car um, because his character never really showed anything like that. And I was kind of proud of him when he did it. But even then, like I wrote it down retrospectively because it was probably my favorite film in the scene in the film without blowing my socks off. Okay. <laughs> Usually I don't, it's, but I don't uh, have many yeah. that I didn't like either. No, okay, good. All right, well, yeah, I've, I'm going to take a little bit of time because I, I pulled a couple of things that, uh, that's we're okay for me. Um, and like you said yep. as well, the, there's, there's nothing that's massively stand out, but going back, I was like, okay, what are some things that I did enjoy? So the, the, there were lots and lots of these little cut backs or flashbacks done where, um, you know, they showed parts from their past as friends or they showed, you know, Owen's mixtapes and, you know, had this joke about his mum's Insta account about a meatloaf and, um, Owen walking in on Alicia in the shower, these types of things. They could they could have been really, really poor, but I, th- I think they they did them quite well. They were quick enough, sharp enough just to to pop them in. They didn't drag them out really long, these little segues, I guess. So, um, yep. and, and I, that ties in a little bit with one of my favourite scenes of the film where um, 
you know, Owen smokes that weed with, with Khalifa <laughs> and then he just spews everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> and, it, and, and the, after the spewing that, that viral dance that, um, you know, the, the seizure <laughs> dance that goes viral, that, that includes these little cutbacks that I was talking about. Cause they should sort of go to all these people doing that dance. So I thought that the way they in, in um, integrate, I can't even speak integrated, integrated. them into the film, <laughs> into the film were, were fairly decent. Um, I enjoyed the little new, uh, the French new wave cinema connection between Owen and Alicia. I just thought that was kind of cute where they, they spoke about that and then he made jokes about that. So I thought that was cool. Um, the, the French Montana concert where uh, Alicia gets pulled up on stage and um, there's the random girl in the mosh pit talking to Owen and going, you know, is that your girlfriend? And he's like, nah, nah, nah. And she's like, well, thank God. Cause he's going to be fucking her tonight. <laughs> and then he's like, nah, 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 this is just all an act. And she's like, she's going to be pregnant. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. I had a really good laugh with that. I thought that was good. Um, and then the last, the last thing that I thought was was funny was um, now that big brawl at the end, and someone shoots a gun, and everyone starts running, and there's cops everywhere. And Jeff goes up to a cop, and he gives the cop, and he gives this description of um, of his mate, <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's like, have you seen his black teen? Blah blah blah. And the cop's like, I've seen about thirty. And then his response is just like, <laughs> fuck the police, and just walked off. I thought that was excellent. I thought that was really good. Yeah, that wasn't too bad actually. But yeah, looking looking back at them, they're they're not amazing scenes. They're just little things that gave me little giggles throughout, or little, little moments bits, that I was yeah. like, that got kept me allowed me to keep going uh, with this one. All right, yep. what what are, yep. what's the the thing that you didn't like in this? Yeah, and look again, there's not heaps. I mentioned before the whole the whole sister part of the plot. It just it seemed like this really important plot point, but I feel like I just I just missed the point where it was so important. I think all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'm only going to go if your sister comes. It's like I'll give you twenty grand to come. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why, why does she have to come? Like, don't you just want to get a chance to talk to this? Uh, uh, record label dude but anyway that was just a big thing that i feel like just never really got explained well enough like we just need to um, really really prove to you that they're really rich and they can have bets <laughs> bets as siblings for 20 grand like insane <laughs> just so she can come out like what a great like you get to have a night where you got these vip backstage tickets to this concert and you're getting paid 20 grand to do it geez where do i sign um it annoyed me when she did to your to your point when she danced on stage with French Montana and she went backstage that within one minute she was like friends with everyone and I knew that she found someone that she already knew but they walked backstage and she's just sitting there with a glass of champagne and a group of like five girls and I was like, that's ridiculous <laughs> you, they literally walked out there like as soon as you went back there but um there's a really bad scene in the elevator when they were guessing that girl's nationality I know it was only a quick one that was yep. just ridiculous. It just didn't need to be in it. And it, it felt almost felt a little bit offensive, but anyway. Um, and the whole, the whole stripper part of the film, when they went to the strip club and, and they took yeah. the strippers with them, it just, it just felt like it was filler to make the film run, run time a little bit longer. Um, a little bit of a quirky side story that you might remember with some quirky new characters that just didn't add anything, but it was like, oh shit, we've only got a 70 minute film if we don't put these guys down. I had exactly the same, like that was a Ms. Bleaser or whatever her name was just that whole from at the strip club to the, the boyfriend roughing her up to them yep. chasing with the bikes. That Yeah. I agree. That whole segment was just not needed at all. Mm, yeah. That's, that's all I've got though. All right. Um, I've, I've got a couple of So, uh, at the start, Owen and Jeff were on that train and then the train inspector starts rapping with them on the train. I thought that was just, it was just like a, a clear blatant um, part for them to have this exposition where the train conductor could just be like, oh, not the conductor, but the, the ticket inspector could be like, you know, your culture's dying and you're the future, which 
the rest of the film didn't really fit in with anyway. And I was like, if you're going to open up with this, this idea or this theme that these guys are the future, we need them to, to uphold the future, like follow it through. Don't just have some random train guy. Um, sort of. Put That's that a really good face. point. I probably would have made a better story. if that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought i was like okay all right that's that's what their goal is is to you know be be sort of inspirational kids for the future nah 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 not at all um the car park attendant with um he's just sitting there watching the porn in the car and then obviously does it in jeff's dad's car as well like uh, it wasn't funny i I get they were trying to go for laughs it's just a gag that didn't work yeah Yeah. didn't work um the the boys every time they went somewhere them not being on a list like it just was repetitive and annoying like yeah it was frustrating um yeah, that's true. That's a good one. When they do rock up to that French Montana concert, they walk in the door and some random guys comes up to him. He's like, oh, you're seizure boy sort of thing. And then Alicia out of nowhere, just like attacks him and stands up for him. I was like, I just thought that was really, really, really random and really weird. Like, is that meant to be the moment that we believe now she's into Owen? Like I just, I, I couldn't. I, good point. Her <laughs> whole story just doesn't work. <laughs> no, couldn't place it together. Uh, I, I really hated the, the last five minutes the the tie up with Jeff's dad, um, it would have been better just to leave him as an asshole, leave him as that character that was an asshole because now you get that call, he gets that call from French Montana. Don't need the dad there. He's successful. Didn't need his dad to do it. Didn't need his dad to to support him, and he can prove to himself that he's good enough. And just leave the dad as an asshole. That annoyed me. Yeah, either that or develop that backstory better. Yeah, rather than yeah, rather than just dumping it at the end. Uh, final, I I really didn't like the end scene. Owen goes to see Alicia for that sex, and then just that fade to black. <laughs> it's it's his best mate's sister, um, and they didn't make a point about like I just I don't know just uh, dubious choices, uh, dubious choices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. I, think, I think you've made very valid points in all that. That's me done. So uh, this is where we sort of move into what's this film sort of trying to say, MJ? What were some of the messages that you got out of this one? Well, you probably talked about it when you when you mentioned the tagline, but that idea of persistence and pushing the boundaries of how far you'll go to get what you want. Maybe, maybe that's a nicer way of putting it than just, you know, being a bit of a jerk about not taking no for an answer. But, you know, maybe you do need to push some boundaries if you really want to get what you want because everyone else is doing the same thing to get what they want and maybe you need to do something a little bit different and push a little bit harder. So that's, that's a kind of a nice, a nice notion, but it's that combined with the idea of being there for your friends. Even if you open yourself up to something going very, very wrong, that's going to hurt you, then it just makes you a better friend. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. That, like you said, friendship, doing what you can for a friend, um, that idea of dreams and not giving up when everything's against you. And, and I guess that sort of ties in a little bit with growing up too. And, um, sort of developing a bit as, as a person. Um, and I think the, the main thing through this was this authenticity as well, where um, when we, we talk about, you know, being yourself and, and not lying to your friends. Um, and I guess this, maybe this is why um, that character of Jeff was over the top, because it's not trying too hard. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't need to try that hard um, and be something that you're not. So I know I get where they're trying to go with that, but that sort of um, stands true with the film too. They were trying way too hard. Um, but they, they were explicit about that weren't they like <laughs> stop trying yeah. to be someone you're not 100 percent. yeah oh good. okay i'll just be yourself oh, okay <laughs> good all right well what did you take away from this one yeah it actually to me it, it, it felt like a less good version of xoxo and, and bear with me because xoxo which was a netflix original film that we did uh near this near the beginning um about a 
EDM concert, basically. Um, because XOXO wasn't great, but it, it, I think it did a far better job of introducing semi-likable characters. And I think it built emotion into the climax much more successfully than what this film did. So I don't think this was a terrible movie, but it, it, it was terribly forgetful. Um, it was just a bunch of stuff that happened on a crazy night and I never really cared about any of it. Um, and I didn't actively dislike it. I just never connected with it. So I guess, if anything, I'm taking away my disconnection from, from this industry um and and that's actually probably unfair because you could make a movie that i would care about but you need to do a lot of work with the characters and the backstories and the context and uh, all that yeah. stuff just didn't work for me yeah because like for example like whiplash we can we can enjoy whiplash for not having a music background and, and just get that you know ability yep. of the filmmaking so yeah i think yeah you're right there um yeah I, very very similar with what you've got because for me, yeah, if you asked me about this in a couple of weeks' time, I wouldn't have much to say about it. I wouldn't be able to remember what had happened because, yep. like you said, the characters, the events are just this random bunch of things. And I was going to skew the other way. I was going to say that, that this is a better version of Take the Ten, <laughs> which was a Netflix uh, yeah, film that we you did. Know what? Well. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it in the middle of those three. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I was like, you've got... <laughs> so you've gone XOXO and I've gone Take the Ten. I'm like, it's better than that. But, um, yeah, still pretty awesome. <laughs> That's uh, a great so. call. No, when you're going through it, I'm like, wow, we, we're very um, in touch today. <laughs> we, we hadn't discussed this film at all before speaking either. So. Uh, okay, um, IMDb time. Did you jump on to check anyone out on IMDb? I did because Jeff is so, so familiar to me. Um, and I don't know if this is where I remember him from, but when I look at it now, have you seen the movie Sex Tape with Jason Segel and Cameron I Davis? haven't, no. Okay, but there's a little kid in the film who basically blackmails Jason Siegel, and it's Harrison Holzer as like a kid um, who plays Jeff. And I, um, you, you look at this, the images from it now because I did a Google search of it, and you could definitely see the face. But apart from that, I hadn't seen him in anything else, so I have to assume that maybe somewhere in my mind I, I associated the face with with him. So because he's he's just really familiar. I had, had the same one too. I was like Harrison Holmer, so familiar. Um, Jeff and I was like, no, nah, didn't recognize him from anything. I saw sex tape yeah. on there, but hadn't seen that. Um, and this was his last film that he's done as well. So, uh, okay. hasn't done anything since then. I did have another one as well though. Um, so not for looking up who they were, but DJ Khalid, when he came on the screen, I was like, ah, oh, I'm sure this is your second, at least second Netflix film. I was like, I remember seeing you in another film, but it was, it was from pitch perfect three. Um, it wasn't a Netflix film. He's a so big dude. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was the... I, I knew I'd seen him in a film at some stage recently. Um, but yeah, that was my other one. I knew who he was, but yeah, obviously um, thought he was in uh, another Netflix original, which he wasn't. So that's okay. That's I, rem- I remember him in Pitch Perfect 3 because you, you felt like it was going to be this cameo. And all of a sudden he had probably had like a good 15 minutes where he was yeah. like a semi-important character. And it, that, was, that was a terrible movie, Pitch Perfect 3. And I'm, a, I'm an advocate for the first two, <laughs> but the third one was awful. I think they got worse as they, as they went on. Um, (laughs) All right. Question time. Have you got anything that you'd like to ask? Yeah, I got two. One of them's a situational thing about the actual film. How was Jeff in the food truck when he gave that girl the iced coffee at the, uh, at the start? Why was he in there? And where was the person who was supposed to be running it? Just seems like one of those things. He, he seemed to always get his hands into everything. Didn't he? He just could manage to get in a car with a guy who could get him tickets and, you know, just able to, to check to get into record label you know um offices and yeah. work his way i don't know yeah i agree he just 
I was kind of hoping that the guy would have been like out the back and he would have handed him 20 bucks or something, but it, they didn't even do that. And I, I was actually scanning the truck because you could see through the whole thing and there was no one else in there. So <laughs> just, just do a better job at explaining these kinds of things. Um, and my other question, which I think might be a hard one for you to answer, but is this film better than XOXO? I didn't really like XOXO. Um, I know that's yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so from memory, I can't even remember what I gave XOXO. I think maybe a one and a half, possibly. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I've, XOXO really grinded my gears more for the the use of drugs in that film. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, that's right. So probably a little bit of a different sort of um, vibe from this one. But I, I, yeah, I guess they do use. They didn't really. Um, they, the use of drugs in this wasn't necessarily a positive thing though, because he copped a lot of criticism for for using marijuana and vomiting. So it's almost putting it in a a negative basket rather than a positive basket like the XOXO were. Jeez. Um, sorry, I didn't I know. Don't know. Those, trip, those trips they had in XOXO weren't, uh, weren't particularly positive. I'm just um, going on a bit of a ramble here, but I, I don't know the answer to that question because I haven't given okay, my um, overall... I want to give... Wait, hold off until I say what I give for this one yet. So, yeah, That's I don't true. know. You obviously liked XOXO more. Ah, uh, but not much. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I didn't like XOXO that much. I just... I thought it did a few things better. <laughs> Good. Um... Uh, what, I wanted to ask you, what did you think of Owen's rapping? Like, did you think he was, uh, he was a decent rapper? Yeah, like, it, I thought he was fine, but I, I don't have an ear for it either. Like, it just, I don't know. I think, isn't isn't the, the idea of rapping more about the, the lyrics um, and the way they can tell a story in, like, a poetic way? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think he was fine. I don't know whether it's just because I've loving Hamilton at the moment, but um, because of that, this just say his rapping in this seems so bad. Um, so bad. <laughs> Isn't it, it, like the, the rapping in Hamilton is amazing. Like it's literally two and a half hours of amazing, amazing storytelling through rapping, like you mentioned. And to me, this was just, yeah, nowhere near that. And that's probably just because I've got this recency of um, Hamilton in my mind, but yeah, nice try. Can we just say actually, is it, you know, obviously he makes it big because of his rap where he's genuinely shit canning his friend, like saying some of the most hurtful things about this guy's personality. Uh, do we have to sit there and think that that's a little bit sad? It's not like he was joking with these things. Like that's how yeah. he really felt. <laughs> and, and that was what got him, got him started. Is that, is that kind of a bit off-putting? And then they're all good as well. Like they're just, they're just happy mates, like straight away. No, no real. It's just like, I, I, you know, I'm sorry about that. Okay, cool. Let's, let's be friends. <laughs> he said some things that would cut that you to rough. the core. If your best yeah. friend told you like, and then that was like, Hey, guess what? That was great. It's like, yeah, how good is this? I don't know. It doesn't sit that well with me. No. Good. Yeah. Good point. Um, Why couldn't you rap thing? about their friendship? <laughs> you've been so pushy all my life you've pushed me you're like oh my god who knows uh, the last thing i had for you, you've already answered this anyway but i wanted to know if you knew any rappers from the film and you already mentioned um that you you know knowledge of them wasn't um as high the only reason i said wanted to ask that was because french montana um who sings that unforgettable song um up on stage during the film i was lucky enough i got to um see him in concert um in melbourne back in 2017 um Right. I supported, supported the weekend when I got to see the weekend. So, um, yeah, when that song came on, I was like, great song. I just, just good memories from um, that concert. It was a very good night. I, I know that you love the weekend. And I remember years and years ago, we were out with friends. And I think you guys were having a debate about whether the weekend is like a household name or not. 
and you guys ask me like, you know, do you like the weekend? And I'm like, who doesn't like the weekend? Like it's better than the working week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such a dad joke. I'm now familiar, <laughs> but I wasn't even a joke. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> uh, I know familiar with him. Uh, my wife does play his songs a little bit and he's in Uncut Gems, isn't he? Is he the one in Uncut Gems? Yeah, he is in Uncut Gems. Yeah, yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Good, good pickup. All right. Well, uh, I think we're ready to to start a, to put this one together. And um, at the end of our show, we give our films a rating out of five to give it a flicks forum average where we add them up and, and average it out. So MJ, what are you going to finish with for this one? Yeah, look, I think it was a it was a harmless movie that never really got out of the gates for me. So I, I just had no connection with the characters or their performances and the stakes and the overall content just didn't work for me. So it's one and a half stars. Awesome. Um, yeah, along the same boat, you know, it was okay. Um, I mentioned this a little bit before, I guess, but the, um, Kyle Harvey, who played Owen, I think he was the only thing that kept this from falling into a complete and utter um, mess. This this film could have been a disaster. Um, it, it felt like they needed to get as many cameos in as they possibly could and um, created this over the need for, you know, and, and Jeff needed to be funny when he didn't really need to be that funny. So it was just a, a whole bunch of things that didn't really go right together. Uh, it's worth a watch if you like rap or you just want something that you don't need to focus on too much, I guess. So uh, for me, it's a two out of five, which gives us an average of a 1.75, which is a little bit on the low end. Yeah. Hey, can we just, what's his name? Kyle Harvey. I'm pretty sure he now just goes by Kyle uh, on yeah, IMDb. Correct, because I think he so he's an actual he's a he's a rapper. He's got actual songs out, so I think he's. That's right. Name I did is, read that. Artist name is Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I did read that. When I saw that, I'm like, that's way too common a name. You you can't really seal it with with Kyle. Like <laughs> the, the best comparison but, I can think of is um Ricky Lee Coulter, and now she's just Ricky Lee. You know, <laughs> but she was because she was on um Australian Idol, and everyone knew her as Ricky Lee. Yeah. I loved Ricky Lee on Australian Idol, Jesse. I've got, I still got that signed photo of her in my um, room at my parents' place. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. So um, we are on social media. We have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. Um, check us out. Follow us if you can. Download um, any of our back episodes as well, our back catalogue. Question for the week that I um, wanted to ask was, did the recording contract mean more to Owen or to Jeff? Because Jeff. Yeah, to Jeff, yeah, I agree as well, <laughs> which is which is sad um, because you wanted Owen to actually want it. You wanted him to, to you wanted to yeah, see yeah. that um, motivation for him to actually go after it rather than just be like, nah, I'm just going to go to the Marines. I'm just going to go to the Marines. Um, and we saw that. It's kind of nice though to see a dedicated manager story as well. Like I'm sure obviously the, the artists get all the credit and their stories, the ones that we want to hear, but I'm sure there's tons and tons of managers who are busting their ass to get what they are. So, that is a little flavour of what it might take. No, oh, turned it into a, a nice ending for this one. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are back again next week. We have another film for you. This uh, next week is going to be a French film. Okay. It's from 2018, it's a mystery thriller. It's called The Most oh. Assassinated Woman in the World. It's directed by Franck Ribéry, and it stars Anna Mugalius, Niels Schneider, Eric Godon, Sissy Dupac, Andre Wilms, and Mikel Fowl. So going to be an interesting one a french mystery thriller it's an intriguing title yeah the most assassinated woman in the world um okay. looking forward to it should be good should yeah. be good check it out it's, I feel it's only been about five episodes since we've done a um an international film so um, uh, they're, they're coming thick and fast yes as uh, as usual it's been good fun chatting and um yeah unfortunately neither of us really enjoyed this one but we always have next week to look forward to <laughs> 
That's the that's the whole goal, right? The next good movie is only another watch away. And we'll, I'm going to finish it on there. Not going to say anything else. <laughs> good job. <laughs>